Kia ora and welcome back to another episode of the Golf New Zealand podcast where we chat everything golf in Aotearoa. I'm your host Jason Villasacrum and today I speak with New Zealand Māori Golf Open champion Kyle Maihi who has earned himself a start in our national championship courtesy of his victory at the start of the year. We chat about the special week that the New Zealand Māori Golf Championship presents, his start in the New Zealand Open and how his preparations are going, his journey in golf and the partnership between Golf New Zealand and New Zealand Māori Golf. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Kia ora Kyle, great to have you uh, on the podcast mate and um, the great part of my job is uh, chatting to people about their golfing successes and you've had a pretty significant one winning the New Zealand Māori Golf Championships earlier this year. So um, mate, firstly, um, congratulations and, and tell us a little bit about that victory. Uh, that one was a hard work one, to be honest. Um, I didn't really go into the week thinking I was going to win it, which I haven't. You know, playing golf pretty much most of my life now, you, everyone goes into events thinking that they're going to win, just that sort of confidence and it sucks you up a little bit. But no, nah, for some reason I didn't. Even the last time that I won it, I did just the same thing. I didn't think I was going to win it. And it was just an expectation of, you know, just going out and playing. So it was a, it was a pretty good one to get again. Um, so you say um, you've won this event again. When was the first time that you won it? Uh, I won it in 2021. Awesome. So yeah. is, that, that's, uh, is that a, oh, that's not quite back-to-back, is it? Is there one, one year in between there? Uh, the one in between was cancelled because of COVID, so... Yes, of course. Okay, awesome. So you're kind of back-to-back champion, and, and this time you get a uh, a spot in the New Zealand Open. Um, it's actually going to happen this time because that wasn't this yes. is not cancelled to COVID this time, is it? Yeah, no. Yeah, they cancelled the Ended Open before that one, so I'm pretty happy to go down there this year. That's for sure. Nice. And uh, describe the feeling of winning that New Zealand Māori Golf uh, Championship because obviously there was a pretty big carrot on the line and um, with a spot in the New Zealand Open. So it must be a pretty awesome feeling to get the job done. Uh, yeah, it was It was pretty good. Um, it's a pretty special one to win, you know, winning, winning that one. So, Kyle, tell me a little bit more about the event. I understand there is both a, uh, a stroke play and match play component to it. Yes, so uh, first first two rounds are qualifying rounds for the match play, but the first stroke play rounds actually that a title in itself. Um, so then once the top sixteen is settled, uh, we go into match play, which is one round the following day, two rounds the next day, and then you go into the final. So it's a, it is a pretty big week, but it's a good week, and it, everyone enjoys it regardless. Yeah, great. And so you won both the uh, stroke play and match play components. I did. Yes. Yeah. What did you What did you shoot in the stroke play over those first two rounds to get the job done? Uh, I was one under the first round and two under the second round, so it was pretty good playing because it was pretty tough out there. Nice. And, we, and whereabouts was it you were playing? Because it, it was in Topol, wasn't it? It was in Topol. Yeah, we were playing on the Centennial Course. And um, and so obviously you wrapped up that uh, first seed. Um, for the match play and like tell run run us through I guess the knockout stages and your journey toward to the final and then how you got the job done in the final. So top seed, I uh, was getting quite a bit of stick from my mates that the uh, 
top seed always lose in the first round. So I kept thinking about that. Uh, but I was playing I was playing Wilson Simmons in the first round. Uh, I won that match three and two. Then I played Jordan Rangihika in the second round. And I think I won that one three and two as well. Um, and then I played... Oh, I played Mickey Huriwaka. Good man, great man from Oporsky. Um Yes, I believe he actually won the community uh, coach or volunteer of the year at the National Golf Awards or something like that. He did, yes, he did. He did, did take that out. And then he also got the um, recognition at New Zealand Māori Golf uh, prize giving. So that was that oh, was well, good. Yeah, well-deserved for all his work down there. So anyway, you, you beat him uh and what round was that? Was that up to quarterfinals or semifinals? Uh, we were in semis when I was playing Mickey, and I think I was about three up with five to play, and one up playing the last, and I lost the last, and we went to extra holes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I had a putt to win on the 19th, missed that, and then I hold a good putt on the 20th to win the match. So that was exhausting, but it was exciting. Nice, and then you progressed through to the final, which uh, was that 18 holes? It was 18 holes, yes. Um, yep, I played, and... played Haki Heke from Southhead. He's a, he's an old friend. We grew up playing um, sort of junior golf and Eagles golf, so it was good to see him again. But we went to, again, I was four up through 10, all square on 17, and then we have come down 18, and both of us have made birdies to force extra holes. Um, and then we went down the first, first hole at Topol and ended up winning it on that hole, so the 19th on that hole, uh, that 19th on that match as well. Wow, so but, obviously, uh, yeah, pretty tough way to, to get the job done, but you must have been over the moon uh, once you uh, won on the 19th there. Uh, it was a bit of a relief, really. <laughs> <laughs> sort of slipping away, but the, nah, he, he, both he and Mickey, they are clutch in the straight. And they come home very, very strong. But yeah, it was just, it was a relief on that 19th hole in the final. Just to. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bet. Um, and so tell us, you I mean, you've obviously the golfers, a, you know, pretty, is why you guys are all there. Um, but I understand there's also a lot around the golf tournament uh, that everyone gets stuck into throughout the week. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what else happens at the New Zealand Maori Golf Championships? Down in Popol, there's quite a few things to do, but. I think the main thing that we can sort of promote is the rangatahi and it's all the juniors. There's a big, I guess, push for them to do well. Um, so after the second round of stroke play, we actually had five seniors go out and take uh, three or four juniors with them and just play three-hole Ambrose. And it's that was my first time doing it and it was actually pretty pretty fun and it was it was good to see all the kids out there actually trying hard. Obviously, it doesn't really mean a lot, but they were they were there to win it too. Uh, it's probably one of the bigger ones, right? Um, and um, I also saw there's uh, there was uh, a few other divi like divisions in the New Zealand Māori Golf Championships um, that uh, catered just for juniors and and for junior girls and stuff as well. Yeah, so there's quite a we we took over both courses, so we had Tohara as well. And that was for like the golden girls and sort of the Komatua to play all the all the all the oldies and some of the rangatahi. 
Yes. Um, but, you know, Centennial had the senior men's, the intermediate men's, the senior women. And I think there was another one, but it was, it's pretty full on down there at that time, which is good. It's good to see. Yeah, great. And I understand it was a uh, it was the biggest tournament that they've um, run in a while with uh, plenty of new faces, etc. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, first time I played it, I met quite a lot of people. Went down this year, oh, well, yeah, this year, and there's still more people that are showing up, which is good. There's a lot of new faces and a lot of, like, good faces too, good people, and they all just want to socialise, which is good. Yeah, it seems like there's a big community feel at, at this event. Is that sort of what makes this event so special? Yes, in a sense, I think the obviously we're there for golf, but in a sense, the golf is sort of coming second. Um, and it's all about the people. And um, and who who can play this event? Because it's not just Māori that, uh, that played the New Zealand Māori Golf Championships, is it? No, no, there's not. Um, from what I understand, if you... If you're married into it, that sort of thing. If you win a uh, uh, Maori tournament on the calendar, I, some of them you get direct entry into it. So it can be pretty diverse, which is good, and it pushes, pushes all of us to do well. And tell us, let's tuck into your, I guess, your New Zealand Open start. I mean, you, when you were growing up playing golf, I mean, was it ever in your wildest dreams that you'd be playing in the National Open because you're a New Zealand Maori golf champion? No, no, I never, never, ever thought about that. <laughs> well, so it must be a a pretty, I guess, special feeling knowing that you're teeing it up in uh, our national championship. Yes, special feeling that I'm going and I'm playing, but it's also a pretty special feeling that I've got Māori golf behind me and put us putting us on the well world stage, if you can call it that. Well, it'll certainly be uh, the biggest stage that I think uh, a lot of people will ever play in. So um, I guess that's an accomplishment in itself. I mean, you know, now that we're um, just over a couple of weeks away, um, how's your preparation? Um, do you have any expectations? Do you have any sort of thoughts, uh, you know, two weeks out from the, from the New Zealand Open? Not really. I'm pretty full on at Mahi. Any opportunity to practice or sort of do anything to help my game has been done. Uh, born Aiden since Māori Championships. Got penance. We had penance start about three weeks ago. And then up until I leave for the New Zealand Open, I've got two two rounds of penance. So um, for me, that's further down the line. And I'm not quite thinking about it yet. I'm just trying to put in the work and just sort of let the little things take care of the big things. Have you uh, Have you played Millbrook before? Uh, I played the, I think it was the Remarkables course this time last year, but that was my first time playing it and haven't played it since. And uh, obviously haven't haven't played the new Coronet course there that's uh, recently been opened. I have not, no. it be the first time once I get down there. Amazing. So that must be um, bloody exciting for you, mate. Um, just how big is it for... I guess, you know, you've been given this opportunity um, through uh, winning the New Zealand Māori Golf Championship. So I guess just how big is it for Māori Golf to have such a, you know, a big carrot on the line um, for their championship? I think it's pretty big. Like, we, New Zealand as a whole, we've got a few Māori PGA members doing the, like, 
I know a few that are doing the traineeship or some that have already done it and are sort of teaching pros that aren't really playing very often. But I think if you have a if you have a golfer going down there to represent New Zealand Māori golf, it's like it's pretty big, pretty big deal, I think. But like I said, it, for New Zealand Māori golf to have someone in that field, it is a big, it's a pretty big deal. And I guess what's the, what do you hope is the the message, or what do you hope is the is you know future outcomes coming from this for for Maori golf? What what do you sort of foresee, you know, having a New Zealand Open spot on the line will do for for Maori golf in New Zealand? I think it'll create a bit of a bit more interest. Like we all know, golf is pretty having fun. Um, it sort of comes down to how how we do it um i've got something in my head but it just can't be put into words right now (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's obviously i mean i feel like it's a lot of you know junior um golfers a lot of our rangatahi it'd be quite aspirational to play in um the national championship wouldn't it so i imagine it would create quite a uh, you know a similar sense where kids who wouldn't think otherwise that they might may have an opportunity may see this and and think oh yeah this is actually quite attainable yes well sort of that i guess stigma of golf that it's that or what it that it was that sort of old rich rich man white sport sort of thing Mm. but we've proven that wrong Uh, there's a lot of people proving it wrong and it's the face of the game is changing, but it's changing for the better. And if you like, if anyone goes to these Maori events around the country, well, all the adults are in the clubhouse. There's always rangatahi outside practicing, playing games, and just enjoying golf for what it is. Mm. That's a big part of it. So yeah. they 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 love the game and. Hopefully they see that big things can come from it. Yeah, I mean, I was quite keen to actually get stuck into this um, with you and, and and chat about the Golf New Zealand partnership with uh, New Zealand Māori Golf because it looks like there's some pretty cool things happening already with uh, various Māori events being run around the country already. Yeah, well, this is a busy time for uh, Māori Golf and everyone's getting into it. There's you know there's tournaments every weekend. Even just one day is there's back to back days where there there are events being run, and it's like they'll keep going. They they will grow, and there will be more, which is quite good. But as we touched on before, anyone can play these sort of things. So, I mean, how important is it for Māori Golf that I guess there is a, a calendar of events? Um, I guess on a schedule for. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be just performance-based golf events, but could be, you know, participation stuff where, you know, anyone can come along and, and give it a go. Oh, yes. P- participation events would be a, a huge thing just to get people into the game. Um, and then you can have the sort of, in a sense, the series tournaments, which can be known and people can plan to play in them and plan for them. 
all these events, they still they still aren't that sort of uh, what's the word? I was just use serious in a in a they're not that mm. very serious. They're serious tournaments, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But bigger things there's bigger things to the golf. And I mm. think it's I think it's the people that surround them and the people that play them yes. that make these tournaments what they are. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah, I mean the big thing that I've observed uh, I guess saying the coverage of these events thus far is that it seems like an all-inclusive sort of environment that, you know, and they encourage everyone to come along. Yes, they do. I think the one sort of issue I have with these things is that they're not really covered, I guess, so like online, socially. They're not, like some people can't make these sort of things, but they want to know what's going on and that needs to be at the forefront if they want, if they do want to grow. Mm. It needs to be done, um, but other than that, I think it's pretty. All the events are pretty, pretty good. Yeah, great. And now let's talk about, I guess, your journey in the game. Like when, how, what age? When, when did you get started in the game? Uh, I had a pretty humble beginning into golf. I was maybe nine or ten, just driving the golf cart around for my dad and uncles and we were at Huntley one day and dad's chucked me his three wood and I've teed off from the yellow tees and I've pretty but I think I was pin high right but right to the green and it was a really really good shot and then since then it just took off uh, but my the Mahi Fano is a very hearty rugby family um, I played for a few years when I was younger and then I got injured and just sort of fell away from it. Uh, but from there, it was I was playing Sunday, pretty much every Sunday, just around courses in the Waikato. And I was a non-affiliate at that stage. And then once I got a bit better, I got my first membership at Monaco. And I went there mainly for the junior program. But that sort of went under. So I was there for a year, and then I went to the Grange, and I've been at the Grange ever since the merger, and now I'm still part of Royal Auckland and Grange. But, cool. And was it was there a point, you know, when you were growing up where you thought, you know, that you might take golf a little bit more seriously? About probably 2010, maybe 2011 is when I started taking it pretty serious, and sort of having these goals and aspirations to do something with it. Um, I got a got a scholarship to the States for golf. Um, I started in 2014, and I was there for probably pretty damn close to five years. Whereabouts, uh, whereabouts did you get the scholarship, I and mean, whereabouts in the States were you? I was at Long Island University in Brooklyn, New York. So I was right in, right in the heart of, right in the heart of Brooklyn, one stop on the subway to Manhattan. So that was pretty, that was pretty fun. I will say it wasn't the best place for golf with the <laughs> stormy winters and snow that they have up there, but we made the most of it. Nice, and you've uh, you've got a plethora of good golf courses around you as well, I'm sure. Oh yes, yes, there were some good ones. I didn't play many of them, but I got my ass handed to me around Beth Page Black. 
Great. And I guess, I mean, why did you choose to go down the college route? I thought at the time that if you wanted to be, if you wanted to take golf seriously, that that was the way to go. But I also wanted something to fall back on if I wasn't able or wasn't good enough to sort of push through the ranks. So I've come out with a degree and I've, I will say I haven't used it, but I've still got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. What what um what degree did you do? Uh, marketing. Nice. And and what is it that you you do now? You say you're not using your degree at all. Uh no. I so I came home in 2019 and I started just helping out my uncle with building, and I left that job last year, and that turned into concrete. Uh, footpaths and machine work here and there, bit of landscaping, bit of everything really. Nice. And obviously, so you came back from college and you started, uh, I guess, working a little bit more. But like, was there, why did you decide to, you know, keep playing these sorts of events? I mean, is it, you clearly just must love the game of golf and competing. Uh, I actually fell out of love for the game after after I graduated. Okay. I was I was an assistant coach over there, just sort of volunteer work. And then I went to England for three months, just sort of on a just a holiday. Um, and then I came home, and then that's when COVID sort of started. So I couldn't leave the country, but I've just been home since. But I wasn't playing often, and I wasn't practicing, and I sort of lost the I lost the drive. But then when I won Maldives in 2021, it's sort of lit the fire again. Reinvigorated, yeah. Yep, it did. Um, so I started playing a few tournaments. Not the best results, but it was kind of good to get back into that into that mindset and that feeling. And then I think this was the big thing for me that sort of pushed it back. Um, met the Caddy Batch boys and realised that the golf doesn't always have to be good you just have to enjoy it and i think the people is the best part about the golf itself and that that's really when my when i changed my mindset that's really when my golf sort of got a bit better yeah it's amazing i mean you you know the, the pressure when you put on when there's a lot of pressure on you to perform it's you sort of it's easy to forget why you play golf and you know we all started playing golf because we enjoy it. We love the game uh, because of its principles, what it can do for you, um, the people you meet. So um, it's great that you're able to meet those Caddy Batch boys and, and um, I guess, find the love for it again. Yeah, yeah, because I've dedicated a lot of my life to it. So I feel like I just can't throw it away. And you just have to enjoy it for what it is. And sport is exactly what it is. <laughs> Exactly, and I hope this is the attitude you're going into the uh, the New Zealand Open with, mate. Oh, always, always, never have any expectations anymore. Beautiful. Oh, well, we look forward to following your progress, Kyle. Thank you very much for uh, jumping on the podcast and chatting to us about your journey in the game and and what uh, I guess the partnership with Golf New Zealand and New Zealand Māori Golf can possibly do for uh, Māori Golf in New Zealand. Um, so thank you very much for jumping on and um, yeah, as I say, look forward to following your progress at the New Zealand Open. No worries, thank you very much. 
thanks for tuning in to our chat with the New Zealand Māori golf champion, Kyle Maihi. It's clear to see how pumped Kyle is to be playing in the New Zealand Open, courtesy of his big victory earlier in the year. But even more impressive that he got there given he almost fell out of love with the game. It's amazing to see him earn a start in our National Open. Good luck for the New Zealand Open, Kyle. We look forward to following your progress. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your golfing friends, and keep an eye out for our next episode. We'll be covering Kyle's New Zealand Open journey through the Golf New Zealand channels, so make sure you keep your eye on those. I'll link them in the podcast description. Until next time, ka kite.